I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Off the Beat and Track podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin, and it's another week. Therefore, it's another episode. And today's episode, um, I was thrilled to get to sit down with Jason Williamson of Sleaford Mods. Uh, Sleaford Mods are a band that um, I've loved for a long time now. And I've been a big fan of of Jason as well. Um, Jason's social media feeds during lockdown have kept me uh, laughing nonstop, and we, we we touch on this as well during the the podcast. Um, before we get on with the uh, podcast, just a few thank yous. Just a uh, uh, thanks to Rough Trade uh, for sorting out this podcast, uh, and thanks to Seventy Six for producing it. Uh, and uh, a big shout-out to Scribius Pip and everybody over at the Distraction Pieces Network. Also, if this is your first time listening to Off The Beaten Track, then go and have a little rummage in the archives, because there's about 150 episodes out there, which are there's some great chats with loads of your favourite musicians, producers, DJs, actors, comedians. Go and have a little look. Um, and if that's not enough, I also do do a um, Patreon episode each week. Um, and so you can support the podcast over on Patreon should you wish to. Um, you can find out about all of this stuff at offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Right, let's get back to it. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Jason Williamson of Sleaford Mods. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in Southend-on-Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. And in addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, 
go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15. B-E-A-T-1-5. And that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk Official sponsors of Off The Beat & Track Podcast. Let's get back to that podcast. It's Off The Beat & Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Okay, we are recording and sitting opposite me uh, via the means of Zoom is Jason from Seaford Mods. Hello. How you doing? You all right? I'm good, thank you. I really appreciate your time today, Jason. No worries. Uh, and uh, before we get on to talking tunes, um, yeah. I'm just interested in knowing um, in this current lockdown, um, strange times that we find ourselves in, um, how you're finding it as both a, a human being and, uh, and, and, and a family man and a creative. Um. Yeah, I mean, initially it was a bit stressful, you know, personally as a human being, it was quite stressful. Uh, and then I got over that. Uh, and, you know, as a family person, again, stressful, but we're kind of over that now and we're just getting on with it, you know what I mean? Uh, as a musician, yeah, I, I wasn't that bothered about how it was going to make the music feel or how it would make my creative mind feel, you know what I mean? I just wasn't bothered. Uh, but now uh, I'm starting to write a lot. It's it's been really good. I'm starting to play more guitar. Starting to I've picked up silly habits like drawing. I've started sketching the family and sitting there and becoming obsessed with that. You know, obsessing over the yesterday's sketch in the morning with a cup of coffee, like Picasso would, I imagine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's been a lot of baking going on as well. I can see. <laughs> as well yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah you know just trying to we've had to do an album campaign run an album campaign from home basically which has been a bit weird so we just started to try and think of content because content's all you've got you know what i mean uh what that would look like so um so we just started twatting about, really, and then we we the, the strongest bits of twatting about, we we kind of like pulled them aside and worked on those. And Baking Daddy and uh, that other late night with Jason thing were the kind of the pinpoints. So we we did those on a weekly basis, and you know it worked out, helped out. You know what I mean? I mean it, it went better than a while. Yeah, got a number one album. Got yeah, got number one. Yeah, for like a week or whatever, which was brilliant. You know, I mean, incredible. Well, I mean, it went in at number one on on the Saturday. Uh, it, on the Friday, it went in at number one. And then it stayed there for five days, which we got the midweek, and that was fantastic, you know. And then it went down to a respectable 10. I'm happy, as long as it's top 10, you know what I mean? It's like, of course. It's brilliant, do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah, I was really happy with that. Wonderful. All right, well, look, I'm going to um, get the playlist started. And for track one, uh, Jason, I'm going to ask you what you think is the song with the greatest ever intro. 
Uh, it's got to be Survival of the Fittest by Mob Deep. And, you know, it's not really, they're not really a band I listen to a lot, but whenever you hear that, it's just like, it goes beyond classic hip hop. Uh, it's just so good, you know, so tense. And it's really cool as well. And I know, you know, the subject matter ain't cool. <laughs> uh, obviously not, but, um, uh, you know, it's just brilliant. And I think it's uh, stuff like that is, uh, for me, it's a real marker of what uh, creativity should be about. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can, if you can manage to inject that into anything you do, you've won. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much emphasis do you do you put on intros in what you do with Sleeve of Mods? Is it something like, and 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 has that changed over the years? I always sort of ask musicians this this question. Um, just as, as music and the way that we listen to music change through sort of yeah. streaming and things like that. Yes. Um, is, is, is an intro something that you put a lot of emphasis on when, when the music's being put together? No, not at all. Uh, it's, the, it's the verse and the chorus. They're the emphasis. And so the intro, if the, if the verse and chorus are strong, then, you know, the intro, yeah, it needs looking at, but I'm not too fussy. Yeah. I spent a long, long time believing that it had to be fussy. Yeah. That, uh, you know, you know, I spent a long, long time believing that, um, you know, you, although you've got to hone your craft, uh, it, you know, it's got to be something that you do in the shed with some tools and, you know, you have a dinner break. It's all a load of bollocks, you know? Yeah. So, uh, no, you know, I think um, as long as the, the main bits are there of the song, yeah, uh, the stuff around it, it's, uh, doesn't necessarily have to be that significant you know okay track two first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you um i think probably heart uh heart of glass blondie really yeah i think because you know, we were watching top of the pops by then i think i was nine and i think uh that really did the video especially you know, you kind of had a little bit of a crush on Debbie Harry, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was, it was, and also the lure, the lure, the, the, the lure of, of America, you know, as kids, we were told that America was the, the place of dreams, you know what I mean? And you know, basically anything you watched on TV was American made, you know, it was the super country, wasn't it? And so, and so, those things, uh, you know, that, that video made a real powerful impression on me in the sense of my uh, pop music awakening, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what would you say that emotion was? Just escapism um, uh, and an obvious early indicator that I had a real passion for wanting to create melody and music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah being really taken by aspects of the song about how Debbie Harry uh, looked and moved in the song and uh, in the video, you know what I mean? Uh, about the rest of the band, you know, and I'm not a big Blondie fan. I couldn't give a shit to be honest. So it's like, but you know, just little things spike out at you sometimes, you know what yeah. I mean? Was there, was there a lot of music on at home growing up? Not really. Well, the, a little bit, but my old man was into, it was into like contemporary stuff at the time, Human League, Adam and the Ants, 
And these are all bands that are obviously very good. You know, time has been very kind to these people. But at the time, they were considered naff, you know. It was like, no, that's crap. You know, it, it either had to be the jam or Motown or, uh, you know, I was into the Sex Pistols as a kid as well, quite heavily. But um, they were also kind of, you know, people didn't really like them because they thought they were weird. You know, they weren't this, they weren't the working class champions that they are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they were considered quite weird and uh, a bit posh. Where yeah. there was nothing posh about them at all, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so yeah, you know, it was you know, if it wasn't the Jam or Motown or anything mod, you know, sort of scar, then you know, forget it. You know what I mean? Was you obsessive over music? <clears throat> no, I, well, not really. Um, yeah, I suppose. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose I was. You know, you know those bands that I've mentioned. Uh, you know, Specials, Madness, Dex's Midnight Runners. You know, these bands were, like, considered to be the creme de la creme. Yeah. I mean, in my school, you know what I mean? Yeah. You weren't touching anything else. And then slowly, you know, the new romantics started to slip through. Spandau Ballet, that, they were a big hit with the lads, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and uh, people started listening to stuff, Big Country, U2. You know, then the musical landscape started to change a little bit. Yeah. You know? uh, but... Um, but yeah, I was a bit, yeah. I was really into the mob thing. I really did buy that. Yeah. Know? So would that have been like the sort of the second wave of it with the jam and sort of secret affair yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I wasn't necessarily into any of the secret affair or the jam spin-off bands. Yeah. Well, now they sound really good. You know, Merton mm. Park is sound wicked. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I would imagine if I started listening to any more, they'd sound great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the time, no, it was just a jam, really. And, uh, you know, people would put the who on and the small face. But, but even that was a bit alien. I was just into the modern stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And this was in this was in Nottingham? This was in Grantham. Okay. So this was about 19, 1981, 82. Okay. Uh, and, you know, that kind of, that kind of stayed with me for... For forever, really, you know, it didn't go away, really. Yeah. Track three, Jason. Uh, the song that reminds you of your time at school. Song reminds me of the time at school. <sighs> and there were so many of them, weren't they? I don't know. You can you can, you can throw a few in, mate. You can have some honourable mentions. Oh God. Um, I don't know. You really got me by the Kinks. A needle in a haystack. Uh. What else? Jeez, tons of things. So was this all stuff like finding, you know, obviously via the jam, like, and, and, and what was happening in kind of like the second wave of mod? Was that the sort of thing where you was then going back and looking at the kinks and, and Motan and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, you get like, you know, your mate's brother would give you a tape full of 60s stuff. And, uh, you know, you'd all sit around a little tape recorder on a building site and listen to it. And it literally was like that. In my area, there were loads of housing estates being built, new ones that were considered quite modern, posh, uh, but they weren't. They're, they're horrible, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember we always used to go to the building site at night and listen to old tapes that had, you know, stuff like, the, you know, the Motown stuff on that I mentioned, uh, the Kinks, the Who, My Generation, 
you know, stuff like that. And also the Quadrophenia soundtrack as well was a massive, uh, quite a big influence, but at the same, a lot of people were listening to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? Because it doesn't sound anything like the, the kind of mod, the, the early mod sound of, of the Who and the Kings yeah. and, and the Motown. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty contemporary rock record, isn't it? Quadrophenia. But yeah. as a 47 year old guy, that film and soundtrack was a rite of passage for every teenage boy. Everyone oh, obsessed yeah. over it. Oh, completely. It was, um, it, anyone that I met, that was it. It was the marker for, for what, how you looked at things, you know what I mean? How you were when you got up in the morning and when you went to bed at night, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you'd have mates just watching it every day. Just, just, you know, I mean, it's, it's obviously now I just, I, I really don't care for those things that much, but, um, but on the landscape, that was pretty much the blanket of songs I've mentioned there were pretty much the soundtrack to school. Other than that, you had Simple Minds. Uh, what else? You know, just all of the 80s stuff that was, yeah. you know, in the background at the landscape, you know, yeah. uh, Dire Straits, you know what I mean? U2's first album, obviously, etc., uh, etc., et you know. So. so at our school, did you enjoy it? Uh, no, it's horrible. It's terrible. You had to learn how to survive, didn't you? You know, you either got beaten up or you didn't. And so, uh, and you had to fit in. Uh, and I think, um, you know, some people fit in and some people didn't. Some people couldn't afford to fit in and other people got by with the skin of their teeth. And that's literally like it was, you know, if you got on with people and had a few friends, you were okay. But if you didn't and you were considered a bit of a weirdo, uh, then uh, it was hell, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then them years as well, them kind of mid-80s years was was especially, you know, where, where I'm from, it was like the kind of time of like casuals and very expensive sportswear. And if you couldn't oh. afford that, do you know what I mean? You would yeah. get left behind. And, you would, uh, yeah. That, that was the thing around us. It was like kickers. Mm. Ocean, remember Ocean Pacific? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and sort of flared jeans, do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, yeah, if you weren't in with that, if you didn't have a perm at the back of your head either, forget it. You know, yeah. in Grantham, small towns never emulate youth youth culture trends that well. You know, they always it's always they're always like six seven months behind. Yeah, and, you know, and anyone in in you know these small towns in Grantham especially thought they were the bee's knees. As soon as they left Grantham, they were completely devoured yeah. by by the city's, uh, you know, by the by the, by the monstrosity of city culture. You know what yeah. I mean? So it was quite funny, really. You know, what did you want to be at school? Oh, what did I want to be? I wanted to be famous. Uh, why? Why do you want to be famous? Because uh, you know things were so miserable. I think. It's just, it was so shit. It was such a grey time. You know, I left, I got expelled from school uh, six months before we were supposed to leave. Why? What'd you do? uh, I pierced my mate's ear in the toilets. (laughs) Believe it. And the thing is, the toilets were, um, they were fucking horrible. They had loads of dry gob on the ceiling. Yep. That looked like, Candle wax, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was honestly, it was fucking. It looked like a chandelier of snot. 
And that was there for, they eventually cleaned it. But yeah, I remember doing it in there and it was just full of these bogeys hanging down. And um, yeah, I got kicked out because we were basically considered to be hopeless anyway. So what was the point? Uh, but I went back to do my English, uh, GC- CSE, sorry, at the time. I got a D, I think. But it was terrible. Yeah, shit. So I signed on and, um, you know, hung around for a little bit, decided to go to college to do acting because I thought, right, I'm going to do that because that'll make me famous. And, uh, you know, in those days, you could just go in and sign a sign an application form and get in. Yeah. And, um, but then I decided then to go to work. So I went to work in this factory instead for a year. And then I went to college, you know what I mean? Was you, uh, was you a confident kid? No, not really. I didn't really know what confidence was. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like attention? Was you a show off? Uh, a bit. Yeah, of course I was. I think anyone is, isn't there, to a certain yeah. degree. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> I was, yeah. I'm not a show off, but I liked a bit of attention. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, you know, I was just your average kid, I guess. But, um, but yeah, you know, it was different in them days, wasn't it? Like 30 or 40 years ago, 50 years ago? No, 40 years ago. I'll try not to think of that, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, track four, first record you remember buying from a record shop? Uh, first record I bought from Record Shop was Something Else by Sid Vicious. Uh, and it was the seven inch of, uh, from the great rock and roll swindle. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure if there was the Sex Pistols doing the music. I don't know. It might have been his solo band. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was the first one I bought. And it had Come On Everybody on the B side. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that was the first single I ever bought. And that was another film like Quadrophenia for me and my pals, like Rock and Roll Swindle. Like it was just one of them films again, like Quadrophenia, and it was yeah, and, a bit and, weird. Yeah, it was, and, and I guess records like Frigging in the Rigging and things like that were just like naughty records at school, and it was oh like, yeah, oh, it made you laugh, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, totally. Oh God, you know, like, seeing uh, Tudor Pole pushing a Hoover around, singing Who Killed Bambi yeah, was yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it, you know. I think I think you know stuff like that really did you. Oh, you know, and, and uh, you know, horrible people like you know, Chubby Brown was big in our school. People would bring paints yeah. in of Chubby Brown, yeah, and just sit there in the classrooms and put them on. Yeah, you know, just uh, that's the way it was, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, as you got older, like, did record shops become like important places for you? Uh, no, I lost interest in vinyl very quickly. When I went on the dole, I had to sell my records because I didn't have much money, really. And I went and sold all my jam collection, sold uh, all the pistol stuff I had and all the punk stuff. I sold it all, which I regret now. Mm. But uh, I started buying again as soon as I got into Public Enemy and Beastie Boys uh, and started buying Def Jam stuff, LL Cool J, uh you know, so uh, I got back into it momentarily, but again, I lost interest. You know, um, <clears throat> just you just can't take it with you, can you? It's like, yeah, it's you, you got a big room full of vinyl. It's like, what are you going to fucking do with it? Yeah, <laughs> obviously, you're going to play it, but yeah, I just found it really an unnecessary possession. You know, it's it's a weekly argument in my ass. Oh, is it? So, yeah, it. I've been a DJ for thirty years, so it's oh, like. Oh. I've just got a bucket load that I don't really play that often, but I just can't bring myself to get rid of it. No, uh, no, yeah. 
and yeah. I'll still buy it. And, and my wife's argument is generally, ain't you got enough? And I'm like, well, it don't work like that. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is it. You know, yeah. a, lot my, a lot of my friends now have sold their vinyl collections. Yeah. But you know, they've started buying new ones. You know, it's a bit like a tree, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it really is. And then the, the, the twigs start growing again. So you mentioned um, some hip-hop acts then. And yeah, how important was, you know, uh, at the age that, 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 that we are, Jason, um, hip-hop, certainly for where I, where I was, was a massive thing when it happened. It, yeah. it felt It felt probably the closest thing to sort of punk because I missed that. Sure. And just the the thing of like, we couldn't really get our hands on it because it was so American and it sure. didn't sound like anything else. How was hip hop for you? Um, yeah, I just totally connected to it. Totally got it. I think at the time I was discovering James Brown and I had a best of. And obviously then Def Jam sort of emerged. Public Enemy, LL Cool J, um, sort of who else was on Davy D who else was I listening to um, Eric Run B DM, Eric B and Rakim obviously obviously Run DMC but they were on a different label I think mm. uh, Beastie Boys uh, and um, I just totally connected with it because of what I was introduced to via James Brown with, with, with you know with the beats and everything else and there was a lot of that early sampling and of course chart music at the time was full of it you know what I mean? Like the, you know, the funky drummer sample was all over yeah. the place. So, yeah, I mean, you just connected with it. You just got into it straight away. There was no yeah. – it was. It, it spoke to that generation. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Hmm. Track five, the song that soundtrack your years clubbing. God, there's so many of them, isn't there? <clears throat> they said, is there anybody out there? I mean, I know it got a bit cheesy, but, you know, when that first came out, it was because when it went into the charts, it got remixed, and I don't know this because they had uh, an Osmond sample. It was it Crazy Horses or something. It was, yeah. And um, you know when that first came out on White Label, it was dirty. And you know when you're at, when you're at clubs, oh, it's fucking unreal. When you were you know doing what you were doing, pilled up to a kid, you know, kid coming out of a small town, you know, it was incredible. You know, coming over to Nottingham to to the Venus Nightclub in Nottingham. And 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 when that record came out, you know that was just something. Really was something. But <clears throat> a lot of people do it a lot better when you reminisce about club culture because I lost interest very quickly. So uh, you know, people people are pulling up stuff on Facebook, some of my mates' tunes and that that you know, but you just don't know the names of. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, course. You think fuck, yeah, yeah. You know, some people didn't leave dance music, but I did. I, I got I got I got bored with it. You know what I mean? Hello. I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry, it won't take a sec. All I want to say is, the songs that we're talking about in this podcast, if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing life. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and search Off The Beat and Track Podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these. If you can't find it on there... I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up, get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. So did you did the kind of the the sort of acid house and early house things that happened, you know, around the same time as hip hop, did that kind of um sort of get your attention? No, not until nineteen ninety one when I started clubbing. Uh and uh it got my attention then, but in, up until then, I was strictly Stone Roses, uh, all of the other bands that come out around that time, yeah. and then delving back into other old mod stuff uh, and trying to learn the guitar and being really taken with that. You know, yeah. uh, when um, you know when when clubbing came around, it just um, it just knocked everything sideways. Really, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Track six, a favourite song from an artist from your home county. I've been trying to think of this, you know. Jeez, it's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, Gordon Bennett. I don't know, you know. <laughs> Is there any? Um... <laughs> name? I don't think there is any, is there? You know. Um... Well, it's a great time to plug the new album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, let's, let's go with the... Uh, I don't know, you know, there's a lot of hip-hop stuff, actually. Uh, there's a lot... Of, I could go into that, you know, stuff by the P Brothers, uh, Nottingham local duo. Uh, but I don't know, you know. I, I, I can't really think off my head. No, probably not. You know what I mean? Okay. So, <laughs> you got a, you got a number one... Well, you've had a number one album. You've got a top ten album. And uh, and it's, it's made up of rarities. Yeah. Okay. Double album. 
double album. It's made up of uh, unreleased stuff, stuff we released when um, we started, you know, seven-inch singles, but all limited stuff, do you know what I mean? that you, you couldn't get on Spotify or anywhere. So people had to listen to it on YouTube, stuff like Job Seeker and Jolly Fucker. So we thought, we, you know, stuff like that would be, you know, it'd be good to get stuff like that back on a record, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and also back on streaming services or whatever. Uh, and, and But also we used it as an excuse, to, as a kind of, you know, a sort of entry-level thing for people that weren't aware of us, you know what I mean? We didn't want to do a Greatest Hits thing. A singles album that's dry you know we ain't got any greatest hits for a start and single you know singles albums just boring so we wanted to get something together that represented what we'd done so far with Seaford Mods do you know what I mean uh, that we thought represented as the best uh, and so we we added in there some album tracks some singles and then obviously all the other stuff as well you know great stuff last track so you get to play DJ now uh, a song that many may not know that you would like them to hear? Um, I think it would have to be No by Billy No Mates. Uh, this artist called Billy No Mates. She's got a tune called No. Uh, it's brilliant. Wicked. And she's got a load more stuff coming out. I'm really into what she's doing at the minute. It's a little bit like what we do, but it's a bit. It's obviously different. She's a great singer, you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, uh, that would be... Uh, that would be something that I'd recommend for people to have a listen to. Is that something that's available on like Spotify at the moment? Oh, Spotify, yeah. Just search Billy No Mates, No, and it will come straight up. Brilliant. It's got a wicked bass line, and you know what I mean, and blah, blah, blah. So, um, I mean, she's a great singer, great songwriter. So, so yeah, have a listen. Wonderful. Well, I'll, I'll put together a, a Spotify playlist for Company Every Podcast, so we'll, we'll put on all the tunes that you've spoke right. about today. Nice so what, what's uh, what's happening with Sleaford Mods and yourself when um, this kind of craziness subsides and a, and a, a normality of some sort resumes? Uh, fucking hell, go back to gigging, I think, hopefully. You know, we're booking tours at the minute and stuff, but um, let's just hope that we're allowed to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we're going in the studio in two weeks to do the album, new album. That should be with us next year, you know what I mean? So... Just keep going, you know. Wicked. Um, see what happens, you know. Try and oh, rinse nice. it for everything it's got. <laughs> <laughs> Jase, I will let you get back to uh, your apron and your baking, mate. And uh, <laughs> and thanks so much for your time, mate. It's been lovely oh, talking to you. Take care, yeah. Thanks, Ta-da. buddy. Ta-da. There you go. What a chat. What a chap. What a chat and what a chap. Um yeah, absolute pleasure to, to, to sit and talk music with Jason. Um, yeah, make sure you go and buy the new album. Um, links will be uh, posted in the um, on the Acast homepage where uh, you, you've probably pressed play for this podcast. Um, and yeah, and as also mentioned, make sure you follow them on, on social media just to see Jason's um, baking videos because they're something to behold. Um, thanks ever so much for listening. Um, I'm back next week. Um, if you can't wait until then, like I say, 150 or so episodes in the archives. Go and have a rummage around in there. Um, and if you still want more, then there is a Patreon page where there's an episode each week as well. Um, you can find out all about that at offthebeatentrackpodcast.com. Stay safe. See you next time. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible.
Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast, and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, um, there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes, so if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.